1: On this season premiere of Drinks With Thinks, we welcome on someone I've been a fan of since I was 10 years old and still am a fan of right now. Former Olympic figure skating gold medalist Tara Lipinski, who not only is now an analyst on NBC Sports, a TV star, but she's now a documentarian as we discussed her new four-part series called Meddling, available on Peacock January 6th about the 2002 figure skating judging scandal. We chat about everything from how she would feel heading to Beijing now as an athlete in the midst of a global pandemic to the moment where she knew Johnny Weir and her were going to be one of TV's most likable duos. We're sipping on tea with Tara. This is Drinks With Binks. guys welcome on into drinks with banks i'm julie stewart banks and happy new year which we can still say because we are shooting this on january 3rd which is the unofficial final day that you can say Happy New Year to people until it becomes weird. But we hope that you've had a safe and happy holiday season, despite the world going a little banana sandwich over the last couple weeks. And I'm back here in my apartment where I have not left for the last 23 months. Happy to be able to still bring you the show and bring you incredible interviews with some of the biggest names in sports, entertainment and media. And we are kicking off this year in style with probably the biggest guest we'll have on this year. So it's all downhill after this moment on. But let's just rejoice for the fact that we have on today, former Olympic gold medalist, figure skater, uh, analyst for NBC Sports, television star Tara Lipinski joining us here today. Cheers. Thanks so much for joining us. And congratulations on your celebrity Wheel of Fortune appearance that you just had. Oh, oh my
2: goodness. That was, uh, that was interesting. I'm usually really bad at game shows, like terrible. Johnny and I will go on all these game shows and it's embarrassingly bad. Like my husband's like, it's so bad. And this was the first time that I kind of, I had like a knack for the wheel. So it was, you know, it was good. (laughs)
1: <laughs> hey, I mean, you've probably done so many different shows and experiences since you were, I mean, of course, winning the Olympics when you're 15 years old, that you have an array of, uh, yeah, game show experiences, as, <laughs> as you mentioned. And you have a lot going on right now. We're going to get into uh, a project that you're working on in just a moment. But it is Olympic season. As we both mentioned, we've got our Olympic necklaces on I know. You being We're a former today. gold medalist, me being an absolute nobody, and um, I got to ask you, what's it feel like to to continue to be in Olympic season for pretty much the whole year?
2: It's incredible, surreal feeling, even for an Olympian like myself, who's been to many Olympics, skated in the Olympics, competed in the Olympics. Every time I see the rings, every time I walk into an Olympic arena, it is just chills it's it's magic and um it's exciting now to be on the other side to watch these athletes live out their dreams on the biggest stage and um this next week we have our national championships which is essentially an olympic trials there's more that goes into it but it's it's very exciting so i'm already getting a little nervous and i'm like tara why are you nervous like you're not competing
1: Yeah, it's like the those all those emotions that you had when you were competing when, when you were younger and just, of course, being a part of it. And the nationals will have aired by the time this airs, but before, we, we're gonna talk about that in a second, but you also have seen the Olympics from an interesting angle now, as you have been a part of creating a documentary called Meddling, that's gonna be available on Peacock. It's now currently available on Peacock when this airs. Tell us about your story that you're telling.
2: Yeah, I'm. I'm pretty excited. You know, I feel like you know I, I've had so many different lives in 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 my career, if you will. I feel like I started as you know a itty bitty teenager as a figure skater, and then moved on and stopped competitive skating, and moved on to the professional circuit, and then moved on to hosting and acting, and finally broadcast. And you know, I always thought, okay, maybe maybe this is enough <laughs> on my plate, but. Just my personality, I'm always looking for the next thing. And, you know, my husband is um, a director and producer and he worked at ESPN and Fox Sports. And I've now, you know, been able to see firsthand the amazing magic that he creates. And we were um, during the pandemic actually just sitting there thinking, okay, when is work coming back? What is happening here? And we just have always thought it would be so much fun to work together and figure out a way to collaborate together. Um, And we sort of had this idea and dream of, okay, let's start a production company and let's start pitching. And we did. And uh, the pandemic actually, you know, brought this project to life. And um, we we pitched um, it's going to be the 20th anniversary of the 2002 Olympic pairs judging scandal in Salt Lake City. So I don't know if you remember that, but that's where the French judge and it was, you know, media mayhem. Um, And it was the first time that two Olympic gold medals were awarded to two different teams in a pairs event, and it sort of changed our sport forever. Um, And what we found interesting about it is not just a look back, but there were, you know, I don't think anyone's really done a deep dive into this. And even being inside the sport as we've gone through the process over the years or over this year, I just... I've learned so much. I'm shocked by so many of the things that happened, but um, you know, a lot of people think it was just the French judge, but there were many other players. There were, you know, there was a Russian mobster. There's like a most wanted Russian mobster that was involved. And we have the tapes of the phone calls that happened. And, you know, it's, 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 as. Scandal. And it's also, you know, as I've gone through this, it's, it's heartbreaking to, you know, we get to know, I know all four of those skaters, the Russian team and the Canadian team so well, but really diving into their backstories and getting their perspective 20 years later, how this event changed their life is, you know, it, it was almost you know, difficult for me because it was, it was something that you forget. You think, oh, this happens. And then you move on. And then you realize so many lives were changed by this event.
1: Right. And they have to live with that forever and all the different facets involved with it. And you mentioned that you learned so much from it. What do you think was for yourself, the biggest takeaway from doing this documentary?
2: Just thank goodness the The judging system has taken a step in the right direction. Thank goodness that we put a stop to what what happened in Salt Lake. And, you know, our, you know, our system is not perfect. and there's still there still needs improvements. But I will say, you know, having a judging system now that everything is accounted for, back then it was, oh, there's two marks. There's a technical mark. There's an artistic mark. And you could just be like, I give that a five, eight. There was, there was no bullet point. There was nothing to mark off in your sheet of paper. If you were a judge, it was just one mark for each of these categories. And it really came down to, you know, we know that the sport is subjective, but it just really came down to personal Opinion in that moment, instead of actually having something to judge upon. So I think that's the best thing that came out of this. But um, you know, the stories are incredible. It's it's not just what happened that night, but um, Elena Berezhnaya is what was part of the Russian team and her story. You know, talking to her, I mean, I cried the entire time. I mean, she grew up in Russia. Really, didn't want to figure skate, but was you know, once you spot a talent in Russia there's a whole path that's set out for yourself and you really don't have any say over it. And then she moved away from home at such a young age. She was paired with a very abusive partner that would physically and emotionally abuse her, you know, throughout her young career. And then she had a horrific injury where a skate blade went, his skate blade went through her skull and, you know, she had, she was in a coma. She had to relearn how to walk, talk, speak. It was just, it's so inspiring. Then she went on to become an Olympic gold medalist. And, um, so the backstories are, are really fun too in this.
0: We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Hey everybody, I'm Ben Higgins and I had drinks with Binks.
1: You are going to go to nationals, you're at nationals this weekend while this is airing. um, And we know that we'll know more about who's going to Beijing from the U.S. But who do you sort of have your eye on for the U.S. that you think could really solidify their place on the podium in Beijing. Nathan Chen
2: obviously is going to the Olympic Games no matter Mm. what happens this weekend. Um, And Vincent Joe and Jason Brown, I think, are definitely going to be on the team. So I feel like You know, the men's event is sort of flushed out in that way. But the other two events, um, the pairs and the ladies, I think are going to be very exciting because there's some big question marks. You have um, a a young skater called Alyssa Liu, who's already two time national champion. And there was so much buzz around her when she first came on the scene because she did quads and triple axles. Those are very difficult elements that only the Russians and the Japanese women are attempting right now. So she, she's going to probably go, but other than that, there's still room um, for about three other skaters to really make their mark next weekend. So it's going to come down to who performs the best in the moment, which is,
1: again, it's competition. It's always so exciting to, to see who rises to the occasion. So nationals are being held in Nashville for the first time since when you won it in 1997 (laughs) what kind of feelings does that sort of bring up going down memory lane it i mean i was such a baby um you know i
2: i look back on that it feels i mean it feels a million years ago because it literally is a million years ago um but you know, going back to Nashville is always, even when I like take a connecting flight through it, I, I always have this little, you know, wave of emotion that comes over me where I think, oh my goodness, that was such an incredible moment. You know, as a figure skater, there's, There's only a few competitions that, you know, you really want to mark off and that's a world championship, uh, an Olympics and then a national championship. And, you know, I was able to do that. So I feel supremely grateful. So when I go back to Nashville, I always I always like love being in that city. And I think when I walk into that arena, it's the same arena. um, Mm, Wow. I'll definitely take a trip down memory lane.
1: (laughs) I'm sure. I mean, I was watching you and Johnny Weir watching yourself when you did it last like, uh, I I guess 2020 watching yourself win the Olympics and which was such a cool thing that you guys did. I'm glad you did it. But what is it like when you rewatch 15 year old Tara win the Olympics?
2: You know, it's a real feeling because, again, you know, it's not like I sit and watch myself skate on, like, YouTube. So, when you do, it's almost like this reminder of, like, oh, my goodness, remember this life? Remember you used to do this? And how did you do this? You know, like, how did you deal with that stress? Um, And it definitely takes me back. I mean, I have so many incredible memories, and um, it was definitely you know, a difficult period of my life, you know, having that much pressure on my shoulders at just, you know, 12, 13, 14, 15 years old. Um, But so many um, memories that that rush in of, you know, the days in the rink and all the people in your life at that time. So, uh, you know, I feel like when I watch a performance, all of those emotions come flooding back and I think just in the the moment too, when I'm watching, I'm like, oh my goodness! I hope you land this. Like I don't know why I get here. I'm like, oh, when it's coming up the big triple loop, triple loop. Land it.
1: <laughs> that so. has got to be just so cool to to see it again. And and as you mentioned, just so many different types of emotions. But for a 15 year old, like I remember watching it with all my figure skating buddies, and and like we're nervous for you. I can't even imagine the pressure at that age. Do you feel like? Do you, do you feel as though having gone through that at that age was beneficial or more difficult than like doing it now?
2: I think it had its pros and cons. You know, I've thought a lot about this and I think that um, in a way it was maybe easier because, you know, it was all so new. Um, and you know, I didn't know what to expect. Maybe the pressure wasn't on in the same way as it would have been at this age. But then in in another way, I sometimes think it was much harder because I feel like I didn't have a lot of life experience yet. I didn't have anything to balance out the emotions I was feeling inside. And the only emotions I felt inside was I must win the Olympics. Like this is my dream. This is all I've ever wanted. This may be my last chance. And it's like when you're young, you don't have that nice perspective that you do when you get older of I have a life outside of the, the sport. I have something to fall back on. And back then it felt like just there was no cushion to fall on. And I, you know, even in practices, I, I was always so emotional. And, you know, there's so many times I remember just thinking like my world was ending. If, you know, I lost Skate America, it would be. It was like a catastrophe in my life because that's all I knew, you know, that's all my days consisted of. And I didn't have other experiences or many other relationships being so young to think like, okay, like this is a sport, this is my job, but it's not everything. So I think it was a little bit harder and that added its own pressure in a different way. So I think that it, it, you know, it was, it was harder
1: at times being so young. Right. And for you, I know you retired after you won the gold medal, which was such a badass move. I love that. I was like, if I won the Olympics when I was 15, I would be like, peace out. I'm right.
2: living You're the like, rest yeah. of my
1: life. Um, but what's it like? Um, what's it like trying to then figure out like who you are and, and learning to live the rest of your life when all you've known is figure skating?
2: I will say for me, I think that I was shielded from that just because of the time that I skated in I was skating in the late 90s when figure skating was at its its height you know it just came off of Nancy Kerrigan and and Tanya Harding and we were rivaling football numbers you know when a, a skating show would be on tv so we were at such a different time and there was so much opportunity in the sport that I think it made, I never really experienced the transition that most Olympians experience because it was so smooth. Like I had the um, ability to turn pro. You know, many skaters now there's, there's very few shows, there's very few opportunities or incentive to sort of leave competitive skating but for me you know I grew up watching Nancy or you know Nancy Kerrigan and Scott Hamilton and Christy Yamaguchi and they would be on these tours like Stars on Ice and I'd go there and I have all my pictures that I still have now where I look back and it's like me asking Scott Hamilton for an autograph and <laughs> that was the dream for a skater too that you win the Olympics and then you go on tour and you do these professional competitions and made for TV shows and there was just so much to be done that once I won I couldn't Wait to move on because I thought, okay, now it's time to become a performer and it's time to to go on Stars on Ice with Scott Hamilton, which was mind-blowing. So I think that for me, that was like a nice, um, a nice way to move away from competitive skating. And I had then years that I toured to sort of then figure out, okay, do I want to tour forever? No. What am I going to do next? But I think again, for myself, you know, I was again, lucky that I made a name for myself that was that, that gave me opportunities outside of figure skating. But for many athletes that are in these niche sports that can't do that, there needs to be support. There needs to be, you know, there, you can't, you can't just expect someone who's and especially older athletes that have done this for, you know, 25, 30 years. And that's all they know going to a training center every day and competing. And then all of a sudden the shock of going into normal life and figuring out what's next. And, you know, like I said, I didn't really experience it, but there's ways I did, you know, I still was so behind in so many ways, because all I knew was the world of figure skating.
1: You are going to be going to Beijing very shortly. And um, just quickly, because we don't have a whole lot of time left, but what? It, how would you feel as a figure skater right now if you were going to go compete in the Olympics in Beijing, knowing that, you know, unfortunately, we have this last-minute crazy surge of COVID that is now making everyone pretty worried about just even testing positive on the way in or whatever, all the bubble, all that kind of stuff, like just even getting to the Olympics, like how would you feel right now?
2: I mean, I would feel very nervous. I mean, obviously it's going to be a different type of an Olympics. Um, You know, we went to Tokyo, which you were there and it's incredible. I mean, the best part is, is that these athletes are able to live out their dreams, their Olympic dreams and but it's still very different. So, you know, I, I think that there's probably a little sadness um, in that for the athletes. Uh, you know, you never know how many more Olympics that you'll get. And I think, you know, beyond that, just you know, maybe even worried about getting there, as you mentioned, because I'm just I pulled my like myself up in this house because if I test positive, I can't go to nationals, I can't go to the Olympics. And but imagine what's at stake for these athletes that have worked their whole life for this moment. And, you know, now with a variant that is so extremely contagious, how do you know that just you test and it's, it's positive and you can't go. So I, I think that, you know, there's, there's so many different, um, you know, different things that these athletes are going to be dealing with going into the Olympics. And even while they're there, you know, you don't have your, your family that or your friends to support you. And, you know, that was a big thing for, for me, knowing that at, at that moment in time when I stepped on the ice somewhere in that arena, my mom and dad were there cheering me on. So there's, there's so many, um, things that they're, they're having to adapt to and, and just flow with, which is, is difficult because it's the most pressure built time of their lives to begin with.
1: <laughs> right. Yeah. And then add in trying to just speaking with some of the summer Olympians, they were like, we just want to make sure we didn't test positive and ruin everyone's like dreams or our teams or whoever was going right. to the Olympics. So, so much, but, um, I got to ask you about Johnny Weir, of course you two are one of TV's, Greatest duos. You have incredible chemistry, the style, the flair. You have so much fun together. I love watching you guys. When did you know that you guys had something special together? I think it was immediate.
2: It really was immediate. We had always known each other throughout our sport, obviously. but we hadn't worked together or spent a lot of time together. And then we met in Stanford at NBC Sports one day because I was doing the women and he was he's starting off doing the men. And we just were sitting in the hallway and we just connected and started talking. And it was like home. You know, I say it all the time. It just felt like I've known this person my whole life. He's a soulmate. <laughs> like I, <laughs> I... I meant to be friends with this person. And, um, we sat there and we're like, what if we, uh, what was if we asked MBC for us to do it together? Like, how much fun would that be? And he's like, okay, let's, you know, we both were like, let's do it. And so we pitched it to NBC and, um, they're like, okay, well, we're going to have to do a trial, see if this could work. And so we did a trial and they're like, okay, do it together. And then <laughs> like, the rest is, is history. But I would say, you know, it was pretty instantaneous for, for us that. Yeah. you know, just the chemistry, the friendship is there, you know, it's rare to find someone you can, you know, you go to work every day, you're you're doing your job, your focus is on you. And coming from a sport where, uh, you know, we were individual skaters, we really didn't know anything else. Um, Mm -hmm. And and it's a pretty competitive sport. So it's, it's the greatest gift to be part of a team, to have someone have your back, to, to have, you know, your best friend, sitting next to you while you work. Like, it doesn't get better.
1: (laughs) We've had an awesome time drinking and banking here with Tara Lipinski. And Tara, gotta ask you, where can we find all of your awesome content and exciting uh events coming up yes
2: so well this will air after but january 6th uh, meddling comes out the first two episodes drop then and then later in january the last two episodes right before the olympics will be released and that's on peacock and i'm sure also nbc olympics will be showing a lot of it during the olympics but then we also have the national championships all um this this coming week and weekend and, um, and I, during the season, I do figure skating all year. We have a Grand Prix series. So mm-hmm. NBC covers that every weekend, um, pretty much from October to March. So in January and in March, they'll still be skating on. But obviously, the big show will be in, um, in China uh, in February, where we'll be covering all the figure skating for you guys.
1: Very exciting. Cannot wait to see how things go down. And, of course, until then, stay safe. Yes. All right. Well, thanks so much. And, guys, you can follow Tara on Twitter and Instagram at Tara Lipinski. And you can follow us at Fubo Sports on Twitter and Instagram at Fubo Sports. And make sure you check out all of our interviews on our YouTube page, FuboSports. And until next time, bottoms up, bitches. Ah!
0: Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop.